You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Walk before me and be blameless. That's what the Lord said to Abraham when he was 99 years old. It was just when Isaac was about to come. Right at that time when the Lord was ready to fulfill his word, the Lord came to him and said to him, walk before me. In other words, I'm watching your every step. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I'm guiding you with my eye. I'm directing you in the way that you should go. I'm watching your progress. My eye is upon you. I'm looking to you. What a good thing when God sees us, when his eye is upon us. And I want to encourage you to believe this today, that the Lord is looking at you and he says to you, come on, I'm watching. Walk before me. Come on. How delightful when you see parents rejoice when the little newborn baby begins to take one, two steps, three steps, and sure, it may stumble and fall, but they say, did you see it? Did you see it? It started walking. Yahoo! And the parents are rejoicing to see the progress and the development of the newborn child. How much your Heavenly Father loves to see you walk before Him and that he can see your progress and delight in you, delighting in his favor and in his blessings and in his word and in his guidance and in his instructions and in his mercy and love. How the Heavenly Father loves to see you delight in him. And here in Genesis 17, verse 1, Abraham was 99 years old. Isaac was born when he was 100. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. That word almighty is El Shaddai, all-sufficient, capable of being all that you need. I am all-sufficient, capable of being all that you need. Walk before me and be blameless. You see, God is wanting you to walk in such a way that nobody, nobody can say anything against you because his favor is on you. His blessing is on you. And anybody who says anything against you, God turns it for good. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about how God turns the blessings, turns the curse into a blessing. And that no matter if people curse you, as long as the Lord blesses you, it will not affect you. It will not bother you. And here, God says to him, I am all that you need. I am more than sufficient. Walk before me and be blameless. How I love the word blameless. There's just something about that word that took hold of me some years ago. And it's just in my prayer life every day. Every day it's in my prayer life. And that's why you will hear me talk about it in these devotions, because it's something that lives in me. It says here, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord or that word undefiled is the word blameless. Blessed are the blameless in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 1, Luther said that David 
wrote Psalm 119. I'll take that because I could just see his heart in it. However, I can see the heart of some of the others in there as well. Again, blessed are the blameless in the way who greatly delight in your law. David said in Psalm 40, which is one of his phenomenally messianic psalms, he said, Lord, and he's he's saying what is quoted in Hebrews chapter 10. He's saying, Lord, sacrifices and offerings you've not desired but a body you have prepared for me, and I delight to do your will, O God, for your law is written within my heart. What makes me love doing what you want is because your word keeps coming into my thoughts, comes into my innermost being. This is the secret of the blameless. It's the word is alive in us. It's the word is active and powerful in us. And look at this amazing Psalm of David, Psalm 19. Oh, this is, wow, one of these phenomenal Psalms. Psalm 19, we'll start at verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, right? The law of the Lord is perfect, converting or restoring the soul. The testimonies of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. When you hear, when other people talk about what God did, it gives you, wow, that's what I should look for and think about, right? And it gives you an ability to make good choices. It's kind of like what Job said in chapter 42. I had heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. What a, <coughs> what a good thing. When you... C- by the hearing of the word, can have this faith in your heart, as it says in Romans 10, 17, by just simply hearing the word. That's why it's so important that you constantly hear the word. It, in, the, in the Amplified Translation of Psalm 19, if I could find it, I'm taking my time to find it. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the whole person. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Precepts. You know, the Lord gives, especially Leviticus chapter 19, 18, 19, 20. He gives good, healthy instructions about morality there that I've always been so grateful for. Where he shows how to have respect for one another and, and not be unmannerly or rude and, and so forth, to hold healthy borders, immorality within family and all that. And, and if we follow these precepts of the Lord, these instructions, love your neighbor, bless those who curse you, pray for those who misuse you, love those who hate you, those are precepts. If you follow them, these are Luke chapter six. If you follow these precepts, What is it? Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. When you're really humble and gentle of heart, you begin to feel at home right where you are because God makes you feel at home. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you really embrace a humble heart, I don't know anything except what he shows me and I know he loves me. He will show me all things, John 5, 19. 
and you have that poor in spirit and yours is given the things of the heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You follow those precepts. They ought to rejoice your heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and bright and enlightening the eyes. Honor your father and mother. That's the commandment of the Lord. Do not steal, do not lie, do not bear false witness. Do not commit adultery. Do not bear false witness. Do not covet. You follow the commandments of the Lord. It's amazing how you become enlightened in your heart. It's the reverential fear of the Lord that is clean, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Let me go back to the, to the King James here. He says, the fear of the Lord is clean. Verse 9, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. More, moreover, by them your servants is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. When you begin to keep what God says and meditate on it, think on it. And then he says this, David says this, when he talks about how valuable God's word is, enlightening the eyes, then he says, who can understand his own errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Lord, how can I be aware of where I could stumble in the way I'm thinking, talking or acting or reacting? Please, Lord, you know where I'm vulnerable. Please, Lord, search out any area where I would make a mess of things. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sin. What is presumptuous? Willful. Please keep me back from willfully doing what I know is not right and I do it anyway. And we've all done it, folks. We've all done it. Paul talks about this in Romans 7. He says, by God's law, I know I should not covet, and yet my heart is coveting what's not mine. And I feel wretched about this because I know it's wrong what I'm doing and I still do it. And you see that actually is a real spiritual growth when you begin to take an account and become responsible for your own heart's condition and not blame somebody else. Many times we still live on such a spiritually low place that we excuse ourselves by accusing somebody else. But it's so important when you take responsibility for your own heart's condition and say, Lord, keep me, keep me, like David says here, Lord, keep me back from presumptuous, willful sins. Let them not have dominion over me, Lord, for then I shall be blameless and innocent of great trans transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You see, David understood how to find through the word of God that place in his life where he could walk before God and be blameless. He understood that the sufficiency of the Lord is often and most often expressed through the revelation of His Word in your heart and mind. Again, he understood that the sufficiency, the all-sufficiency of God to keep him from being, from stumbling and to present him blameless before him was in the revelation of His Word in his heart and mind. 
And the Apostle Paul in a beautiful way expresses this here when he says in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, <coughs> who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I believe I've been chosen to be holy and without blame in God's love. I believe it with all my heart. And while I used to have my doubts and my fears, now I have this wonderful sweet faith through Jesus Christ who stays close, who lives in my heart by His Spirit. I have faith through Jesus who's the author of that faith, that He is able to keep me and present me without blame in the presence of His glory. I mean, that's what he says. I prayed that scripture for years and years here in 1 Thessalonians. Oh, went the wrong direction. 1 Thessalonians 5. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. He who calls you is faithful also will do it. Walk before me and be blameless is the title of this devotion. He's able. I know you may think, oh, Pastor Robert, come on now. Come on now. You can't think that I could be blameless before God. I, I just make so many mistakes, Pastor. Oh, I used to suffer it so badly. And my heart was still so hard through the things of this world. And I didn't realize how to come out of it. But Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus, he's lovingly faithful as our great high priest. He understands and sympathizes with our weaknesses because like us, he was tempted in every way yet without sin. Therefore, you could come boldly to his throne of grace to find the kind of mercy you need. All his mercies are his steadfast love, are that loving kindness that never fails to be sufficient to help you to bring you into a place where you can walk before him and be blameless. And maybe when the Lord said that to you, maybe when the Lord put that word in your heart, you were stumbling and stumbling and stumbling. But I believe that that word is coming into fruitfulness, where where you stumbled in the past, you shall not stumble in the future because he is working you <coughs> he is working in you by His Spirit, and He will not fail to perfect that which concerns you. Let me close with this in 1 Timothy, please, because I think especially for us ministers, it is so important that we don't disregard a word like this when the Spirit says, walk before me. It is a faithful saying that if a man desires the position of a bishop, right? An overseer. He desires a good work. But a bishop, an overseer, must be blameless. The husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine. That means not addicted. If you can't leave it, then it's not for you. I'm serious. If you can't leave it, it's not for you. And, and it's better to keep it at a distance and not be familiar with it. I mean, keep it at a distance and let the distance be so that it can't pull on you. I'm serious. 
Let the distance be so that it can't pull on you. And if it pulls on you, it's best to cut it off and have nothing to do with it and don't touch it. Don't touch it, because it's not good for you. And I know that there are some that don't have the vulnerability and they keep it at a distance and it doesn't pull on them at all. They never think about it. They never are busy with it. It's not part of their, of their daily living. But other people, they've got to cut it off and keep it at a distance. But it says that an, an overseer, a bishop, must not be addicted to wine. Not violent. You can't harass your, your wife at home or as a wife, your, your, your children, and be harsh and cruel with them and then think you have a place in the church. You got to live it at home if you want to preach it in the pulpit. Amen. And I, I believe you all would agree. You can't be greedy for money, but be gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. One who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest he be puffed up in pride and fall into some condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. You see, it's so important to have a good example. Deacons, deacons may not be as, as, as strong uh, in position as a bishop, but they must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given too much wine. You can't be a deacon and think you can just drink and get drunk and it'd be okay. No, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience, and also be tested first and then serve as deacons and found blameless. Some people get offended when they don't get appointed right away into some kind of influential place. That offense right there disqualifies you because it shows your heart is more interested in the position than the relationship with the, in love with Christ and His people. Wives must be reverent, not slanderous, temperate, faithful in all things. Deacons must be husbands of one wife, ruling their children in the household well. And those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing, great boldness in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. These things are right to you. And it's so important that when we think about being blameless, it is how we live every day in our own home that determines if that is what we can say. And David said in Psalm 101, how I long to walk a blameless path, especially my own home where I need your help, O Lord. Read that Psalm, Psalm 101. You gotta be blameless at home. I have had to go to my children in, over the years and have had to ask forgiveness. I remember going to Joshua and I, my son, I said, Josh, please forgive me, Josh. Oh, no, Dad, Dad, all is well. I said, no, son, because he, he, he loves me so much. And I said, no, son, the example I gave there was not right. And I repent of it and I ask you, please forgive me. Would you forgive me? He said, yes, Dad, I forgive you. And I hugged him and kissed him. But you see, if you cannot go to your own children and take account of responsibility of your behavior or to your own wife. I've had to go to Virginia often and say, please forgive me. And I've had to change my ways 
you can outlive your bad reputation if you change your ways, but if you don't change your ways, your reputation will follow you. But I believe that if you've made mistakes in the past, they can be washed in the blood and washed away by the Spirit of the living God. But you've got to show a heart that is purified through faith and through the Holy Spirit in the blood of Christ. Amen. And when we think about walking blameless, these are the thoughts that must guide us to that life that is holy and well-pleasing in God's sight through Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good day.